Alright everybody, welcome back to the show. This is Root Solution, learning how to control the basics. This is Kai. And this is Noah. And we great. messed up last week. We, yeah, Alright, let's go there. Oh, I messed up last week. What? What? Okay. So last week, here's what happened, guys. Sorry we missed our podcast. Um, Kai apparently lives in a cave in the middle of the um, Andes. Atlantic. And like he just doesn't get any sort of cell phone service or Wi-Fi service. Yes. And so he uh, wasn't able to podcast last week because everywhere Kai goes, internet dies, yes. apparently. Yeah. So we missed our podcast last week. But here we are. But here we are. We're back. We have Wi-Fi. We have Wi-Fi. <laughs> so we left you in a huge cliffhanger talking about depression and how sad everybody is and how much it sucks without giving you any sort of solutions to the problems. Yeah. It is the season. So we're here. Yeah. We're going to talk about depression <laughs> and how to deal with depression. Yeah. Um, pardon my raspy voice. Uh, I lost my voice this weekend having entirely too much fun. It was my birthday weekend and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that said, let's talk hmm. depression. So I got some feedback from our depression podcast, mostly good. Um, and a lot of people said, hey, we really like never really realized how many stages there were to depression hmm. and that depression is like kind of a normal thing and it's actually okay to be a little bit depressed, right? Yeah. Um, I thought for me that was really impactful because that was really what I was going for. But some of the feedback was like, yo, okay, so I'm depressed, now what? And I was like, well, shit. And then Kai sent me this link to Andrew Huberman's, Huberman, Dr. Huberman, Dr. Huberman talking about <clears throat> this idea of gratitude. And so I used to have a really interesting belief on this positive self-talk. Mm -hmm. I used to, everybody in the self-talk camp used to be like, it's the, the way, the only way, right? Mm -hmm. As we do in everything, like we make yeah. it the one and only thing. Mm -hmm. And that never made sense to me. I actually really struggled with it because I was like, you can't just like wish things to be true, right? Like yeah. I can't wish for a billion dollars and then become a billionaire, right? Yeah. But, but what I have realized is that everything we do is a biological stimulus. Yeah. And so one of the things that Dr. Huberman talks about is the biological effects of that attitude of gratitude and i over the years have started to like soften my stance on this idea right because what i've started to have happen was when i treat people what i've seen is that people that believe they're going to get better mm. and people that are positive get better yeah and people that don't tend to not and part of my rabbit hole digging into like biological effects of sadness and things like that was trying to understand why the commonality of people that didn't believe they were gonna get better weren't getting better. Like what was common about them? Mm -hmm. And what I found, and what I now understand the nervous system, is they're preventing themselves from downregulating. Yeah. And then downregulating is when ultimately everything good happens, right? That's where I have cellular regeneration and healing. So if at night I can't come down and relax, I'm gonna have some real problems. Yeah. And so a big thing I talk about with my patients is Active meditation, belly breathing before bed, nasal breathing, cardio before bed, um, all these things that help promote this down regulatory patterns, right? Protein before bed, all this stuff, right? We've talked about this in past podcasts to a great degree. Mm -hmm. So what I realized is there's a mental perspective of that as well, right? Yes. And that's when you sent me this that I was like, we need a podcast about that. So Kai's got a lot of information. 
so much. That he's going to deliver in a really great and sexy way. And I'm going to try to interrupt as little as possible, but still interject as much as I can to bring some of the podcast. But what we're going to talk about here is specifically a video that Huberman had posted. Mm-hmm. That was his podcast, correct? I believe so, yeah. Okay. It was like a and, snippet of it. And the premise of the podcast was the biological effects of attitude of gratitude. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. kind of take it away. Yeah. We'll link, we'll link the, the episode on in the notes or the whatever section. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I found this podcast or uh, this video. It was actually suggested to me on YouTube. And, um, you know, it, it changed the way I think about gratitude, right? Because mm-hmm. we always think about gratitude as like meditating and like being thankful for everything that you have. But he actually talks about a dip. That's like the, the total wrong way to, to look at it, mm-hmm. which is very, very interesting. <clears throat> so he proposed that the most important form of gratitude was to practice the receiving of gratitude. Interesting. Um, right. Or thanks. Right. Gratitude or thanks. So what they did was they did a study where they had coworkers write a letter of gratitude or thanks to another coworker without that coworker knowing. Okay. Right. Um, so they sat down and they imaged all of their brain activity. As the letter they were re- the coworker was reading the letter, and uh, the person that wrote the letter was in the room as well. So they they measured the brain activity and it showed that there was robust effects of the prefrontal networks, meaning that they actually had more potent. It was much more potent in terms of a positive shift that created um, the the coworker that wrote the letter. And so this would be somebody wrote a letter to somebody about them directly. Yes. Telling them that they they have gratitude towards them. them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So they're they're hearing them read it and be thankful for them reading it, and that's how they get that that change in the prefrontal cortex. So, I find that interesting all in its own right. A lot of people I've I've been around, including myself, struggle mm-hmm. with receiving positive praise. Yeah. And like almost have a blockade against and like a, a struggle to believe that what you're saying is true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that to me already is like really interesting. Yeah. Cause it's like how much psychological components play into that. Well yeah, so like going to that to that point, I'm reading this book called Battle Cry by Jason Wilson. Mm-hmm. Great, great book. I highly recommend it. But he had a, a whole chapter on affirmations. And affirmations meaning that you're able to receive compliments or praise, right? right? And so a lot of um, men have a hard time receiving praise mm-hmm. depending on how you were raised, father right. figure-wise, mother figure-wise, parental you know, guidance, all that kind of stuff. So um, it, it's really hard, yeah. especially if like your father would say, oh yeah, good job, but you can do better. Yeah, backhanded comment, right? right? Like, so it's like affirmed, but like not good enough. So then you keep going throughout your life, searching for that. Is this good enough, right? Yeah. Which I can speak to from my own experience because that's kind of how my dad was like. He'd be very like, um, he would praise and and do all that, but it was like, but you could do more. That's my dad as well, right? Yeah. It was, it was praise followed by challenge. Yeah, exactly. So it's. I mean, logically, right? We think, okay, that's good because then they're going to strive for more. But there's not enough of that praise in the beginning that's like, okay, I did a good job. Mm-hmm. 
now I want to do more. It's just, oh, that's not good enough, right? Yeah. But again, it's like how you take that. But, um, but yeah, so it's like a really interesting way of looking at gratitude, right? Instead so, of giving, receiving. Yeah, so, um, but he talks about like, you're not just going to sit around waiting for people to tell you thank you, right? right. So his whole thing was to, um, to really find somebody else's story that you can kind of relate to. And that's like the most important piece is that you have to relate to that story so that it changes more of that, uh, those neural circuits that associate with pro-social behavior and gratitude um, so that it's, so that you can feel that thankfulness, right? Like somebody, they showed, what was that study? Um, so a guy named Antonio Damasio, a, a neuroscientist who explored all of this um, neural correlates for gratitude. Um, what they did was rather than have people express gratitude, they had the subjects go into a scanner, right? So they go in to get their brain imaged and they watch narratives, stories about other people experience positive things in their life. Um, so in this case, they watch stories of survivors of genocide, right? Like the Holocaust, all that kind of stuff. And the subjects that were watching it were not, obviously they weren't you know, survivors of genocide, but the stories that they showed them um, also had like people that were helping them along the way, right? So just by watching that helped them feel the, the sense of gratitude and, right. and, and, and increase those uh, pro-social behaviors. Um, but what I had written in here was like the whole concept of like mirror neurons, right? Like watching somebody else get receive praise and receive gratitude helps you receive gratitude and helps you change your neural networks, right? And that's the whole point of it, right? Is to change the neural network so that you're not constantly thinking like doom and gloom, right? Like depression, right? So if, if depression is the con consistent behavior of looking down at yourself or saying that you're not enough or, um, you know, all these things that are affirming that you're not good enough, as soon as we start start changing those neural networks and changing those behaviors, changing those habits, with this kind of stuff, right? Like watching somebody get get praised, right? Whenever you watch all those movies, or not movies, um, those commercials, right? Where the dads come home from mm -hmm. from um, from being in, in in deployment, and you see how happy those kids are, like that warms your heart, right? right. And um, if you're a veteran, or if you know a veteran, your father was a veteran, or your mom or whatever, you can relate to that more. So then that, that uh, is what he says to be the most powerful thing is that it's all through story, right? Like the story of all that. Well, I think that, I mean, that's advertising its finest, right? Yeah. It's like build something that can be connected to by people. Mm -hmm. So like in a scenario like that, like if you're a dad that touches your heart, if you're a kid that touches your heart, mm -hmm. right? If you have a parent who is gone, it touches your heart. And I think it's really interesting the perspective and how how you're drawing the lines between mirroring and depression. Because I think you hear this term of fake it till you make it with depression, mm -hmm. right? And and that sounds all cool and fine. But the truth of the matter is is like you, you at some point there has to be some sort of significant change in circumstance mm -hmm. to promote movement. And if you go back to the idea of what depression is based on what we talked about being in activity, mm -hmm. how do you promote activity from no activity? And there has to be some sort of connection and reason you create activity. Um, some people would argue that it rock bottom would be that, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas like 
with and when I hit rock bottom, then I'm, I want to make change so I don't die, right? Yeah. But some people don't do that, unfortunately, right? Which is really sad. And especially when you start looking at statistics in the United States, like we're seeing suicides go through the roof, right? Which is really unfortunate. So I don't think taking that perspective is the right approach because unfortunately we're seeing that it doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. This concept of mirroring becomes really important because if I can surround myself around with positive people, Mm -hmm. take in their energy, build off their energy, hopefully that'll give me an opportunity to give some sort of example for change and then promote some sort of change. Mm -hmm. Also, I think using that mirroring as an opportunity to like utilize change through, um, you know, like movies and reading and things like that. Right. There's a lot of opportunity for us to start changing those patterns in our brains. And some of that stimulus might be just offering good quality, breath of, of information right mm-hmm. like if you're depressed like the last thing you want to do is listen to happy music but maybe that's where we start mm-hmm. right like something that's uplifting that like holds merit to you and makes you smile and makes you happy or maybe it's you know movies right like i feel like like that can be a good starting point to like promote like movement towards a happy place is just surround yourself with that I'm, right. i totally agree yeah um I was going to say something, but I totally forgot. Anyways, so going to the biological part. All right, cool. <laughs> get you a notepad, guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there was another study that, that he mentioned in the, in the podcast, and it's exploring neural... The, the study is called Exploring Neural Mechanisms of the Health Benefits of Gratitude in Women, a randomized study controlled um, controlled trial by Laura Hazlitt. That's mm-hmm. the first author. So if anyone wants to, we'll link that in there, too. Um, but basically it said women who had a regular gratitude practice showed reduction in amygdala activity, which is the brain associated with threat detection okay. and an immediate part of the fear network in the brain. Um, and they had large reductions in the production of something called TNF alpha and IL-6, okay. which IL-6 I'll, I will talk about. Um, but TNF is basically a term I don't, I'm not going to read that. People don't care. Uh, but basically, um, these are released when there is system, systemic stress and when systemic stress or when the system is in duress. Um, in the short term, this is like wound healing mm-hmm. um, and repairing of cells. But if you have it for too long, that's when it can become uh, detrimental to your body. But with IL-6, what they're, what they're finding is that this is directly compromised from the C word. So anyone who has higher levels of IL-6 are getting worse and worse symptoms from the C word. Interesting. So what you're suggesting here is not only do you potentially have a higher risk if you're obese, Mm -hmm. immobile, and unhealthy. Yeah. But also if you're in a negative mindset. Yeah. So anyway, so let's let's keep going with this real quick. So uh, before you go. Okay. Um, the IL-6 is actually produced from human fat cells. You beat me to it. You beat me to it. So it's almost like we know that inactivity, uh-huh. abundance of glucose and energy mm-hmm. drives you mm-hmm. from anxiety to depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's go back to the podcast last week really yeah. quick. So two weeks ago, sorry again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our bad. Um, Blame the internet. So what we had talked about was, if we look at the pinwheel, mm-hmm. anxiety is a sympathetic response. Yep. 
and it's stimulated from too much glucose. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then too much anxiety and too much glucose pushes us to f- freeze, freeze depression. Yeah. Okay. So, guys, this is just some basic critical thinking. So, if I eat too much food mm. that is of low quality, that doesn't digest, my body has a surplus of glucose, yes. energy, mm-hmm. that's not utilized, mm-hmm. which stores where, Kai? In the body fat. In the body fat. So, an excess of body fat, mm-hmm. which would be a surplus of glucose, mm-hmm. drives... Go ahead. Depression. Depression. So, what? what it's almost like... If I take care of my body, mm. I rest, mm. I recover, mm-hmm. I nasal breathe and downregulate, mm-hmm. I have less of a chance of not only catching the Rona, but being hospitalized by the Rona. Yes. With no indication to vaccine status. Mm. So it's like almost we have defense mechanisms built internally in our body that protect us, mm-hmm. and if our body is unwell and sick, we have surpluses, which mm-hmm. our body doesn't know how to deal with, yeah. that can lead to depression mm-hmm. and illness. And illness. Fuck, get out of here. No way, no way, it's a crazy, That's, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Guys, I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be condescending, but I'm, I'm hoping that, you, that out there in like listening land, you guys can correlate that mental health, mm-hmm. physical health, and um, I guess we'll call it like immune health. Mm-hmm. They're all correlates. Yeah. It's almost like it's one system. Almost. 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 Right, I go on. Not quite. Almost. Um, yeah. So the gratitude practice helps decrease the release of those um, hormones. Cool. Cytokines. Sell that, man. You got to say that way cooler. Cytokine. Cytokine, sorry. <laughs> Get it. Uh, but yeah, so basically giving you guys some, uh, some, some tactical things for you guys to start doing. Um, the way that he says to build this effect, he calls this the effective gratitude practice. So to build that out, you find someone's narrative that's powerful for you, that you can relate to, right? A story that inspires you. Um, and then watch that video or listen to that. Right. Whatever it may be. Hallmark commercials? Hallmark. Sure. My Instagram is riddled with cute dog videos. Oh, yeah. And otter videos. Is it? That just make me smile. Yeah. I, I mean, whatever floats your boat, man. <laughs> uh, and so by observing, um, we can experience the feeling of genuine chemical and neural circuit activation lift. Um, and then, you know, one of the things that I started to think about as I was watching this video too was like because he said that you know just being thankful and saying thanks you know I'm thankful for this this and that isn't enough I agree Um, and he said that you have to receive it right we have such a powerful opportunity I think just from this to be the provider of that, of someone receiving gratitude. So you're saying that your ability as a person as to a, help people human, is great? human, yeah. God, someone should do a podcast about that. <laughs> right? 
Hashtag, we did. Hashtag. Hashtag right? we did it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, just, like, and you've seen all these videos of, like, people, um, like, in cars that have, like, microphones or whatever and, like, calling people out and saying, hey, you look beautiful today or, yeah. you know, like, something like that. What I've seen a lot lately is uh, blindfolded guy giving out hugs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so it's like, did it co- how much did that have cost him, right? Nothing. His time. his time. His time and his vulnerability, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, if if you did that once a week, once a month, once a year, and you you were that light for somebody else, that could change that person's entire life. Like, that one video I saw with that guy, um, like, the mom came up to him after and was like, my daughter needed that so much, you changed her life, like, you don't even know. Like... And he, I don't think his intention was to like change people's lives. It was just a social experiment, I think. But we have like this, so, like it's a huge power that we have that we don't utilize, right? We're focused on the next thing that we need to do, the thing that we need to do to for our family, like all these other things. But just one simple like, hey, thanks for doing what you do, right. or thank you for existing, right? Like I saw another one that was like a uh, someone written a note, and it's like passing notes to strangers, and it said. Um, I'm so grateful you exist and like the girl like broke down crying like it's simple things like that that we can do yeah throughout our life that we know is gonna serve people right it's not gonna harm them in any way like you if someone gets mad at you for saying thank you like right. they've got other <laughs> issues yeah we got right? problems um, but yeah so like that's just one thing that I thought of but you know watching somebody else's stories or listening to a story, reading about a story about somebody who's gotten a lot of praise and has helped, had help throughout the way, um, is, is part of that gratitude, effective gratitude practice. So just getting, you know, like two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, doesn't even take that long, right? Like a story could be very short, could be a little bit longer. Um, but what it's going to start doing is if you start doing this consistently as a practice, you can start getting in that mode of gratitude, parasympathetic, and and um, start to change your neural networks. Sounds like positive social interaction. It does sound like that. That's weird. So cool. weird. It's a, it's a very new concept. I don't know if yeah, you've heard yeah, of it. No one's talking about this. So I think, to surmise what Kai's talking about, I, mean, I think if we offer gratitude, we can receive gratitude better. Mm-hmm. Um, it also weirdly sounds like a promotion of smaller tighter networks and cultures of people right yeah almost like how we're supposed to be built what? tribally right what? um i don't know going back that. to like a root of humanity it's so weird um yeah no i i mean i think it's a pretty interesting ideal and i think to me as a, a natural pessimist that always believes everything maybe isn't so great to see and understand that this stuff is created and and built out in a way that has biological stimulus, like there's efficacy to it, right? Mm-hmm. It, it to me means that it's something we should do, right? Like, yeah. um, it's funny, man. I think just finding positivity is a huge, huge promoter of just good things happening. So, um, I love the concept so much. Uh, if you guys don't listen to the Huberman Lab, it's it's a pretty great podcast. Uh, he posts a lot of great videos. It's deep and it's intense and it's um, 
it's pretty heavy on the nerd, but Dr. Huberman's a really, really smart guy, and he offers some great stuff. If you really want more of his stuff that's not him alone talking to a microphone, which I recommend, um, he's great on Rogan. He's been on mm. a couple times. Really, really good on Rogan. Um, but something worthwhile, worth yeah. listening to. Um, Kai, thank you for bringing it to the table. Um, what else do you got for me? Anything else regarding that? About it? That's about it. That's about it. All right. Well, guys, um, hopefully that helps. Hopefully this idea of gratitude helps. I think this time of year it becomes pretty easy. Yeah. Um, people giving gifts mm-hmm. and loving on people. Yeah. Um, have an amazing Christmas. Yeah. And a happy new year. Um, we're going to try our best to get another podcast out next week. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> the holidays are making it a little bit tough. Um, but from my family to yours, guys, have a great holidays. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening. This is Noah. At root.solution. Ooh. Kai? I like when you say it like that. <laughs> this is Kai at Control the Basics. Everybody have a great holidays. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is. And we'll catch you on the flippity flop. <laughs>